Welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, February 14th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and I guess happy Valentine's Day, if that's your thing. Uh, today was not, <laughs> is not exactly the happiest day for me. So I woke up this morning, I was checking out, you know, the developer Twitters, and <laughs> there's all this chatter about the new two-factor authentication requirement that Apple is putting on, on us developers. They're saying we need a two-factor authentication system turned on for our developer accounts within two weeks. Two weeks. And you may think to yourself, oh, that's not a big deal, if you even know what two-factor is. Uh, but let me let me try to rewind a little bit and explain why we're having like a collective freakout this morning. <clears throat> so, two-factor authentication is something you may or may not be familiar with. The idea is you have your password, it's one factor, and then you'll have some other, like usually like a, like a four-digit number, it'll be sent to your phone. Like you'll get a text message, right? So Apple has actually two systems that are similar but different, and they, they both look like two-factor authentication. One's called two-step verification, which is the old way, which sent a text message to your phone. That's pretty straightforward to set up on Apple IDs. You just put a phone number in. You can do it from the web. Easy. That is not necessarily a super secure mechanism, though, because uh, it is the case that phone numbers can be spoofed, and uh, nefarious actors have been able to you know, bypass two-factor authentication, you know, in that way by, like, spoofing a phone number. So Apple, understandably, created a new system a while back, and they call that, confusingly, two-factor authentication. So two-step and two-factor. Okay, so two-factor authentication requires you to turn off the old system, turn on the new system, but the new system is tied to iCloud. And why is this important? Well, uh, with iCloud, in order to turn on two-factor authentication or even have iCloud, you need to log into iCloud on a device. It's, so that, that's the big problem. You can't turn this on strictly on the website. You have to log into a device. Okay, so when we kind of understand that, two-factor is like a second password. It's going to send, be sent to your device. Apple has a new system for that, and it requires you to log into a device to turn on. <clears throat> okay, so what's the big deal? Well, I'm a developer. And like many developers, I have more than one Apple ID for various reasons. Some, some of those reasons include the fact that Apple literally required us to have multiple Apple IDs in the past for certain systems, still does today for some, or just because I have a corporate account and I have a personal account. And, and like, it seems like this with this requirement, Apple is, is like implicitly assuming that I'm using my personal iCloud login for everything in my life including the company I work for, you know, clients, whatever. Like, I'm just using the one personal Apple ID. And that's insane. Like, nobody does that. <laughs> you know, like, it's not even good security practice. I don't even think I'd be allowed to do that with, at work. And, and more importantly, for, for historical reasons, Apple has just, and has, has always been kind of terrible with the identity management stuff. So over the years, a lot of us who have been in the ecosystem for a long time, like before iPhones existed, we just accrued Apple IDs over time. Uh, I don't want to go into too much, but I mean, there was the, the time when iCloud was new and it required us to have an Apple ID, and that's where I first got my second Apple ID. So that's why I have like a separate iCloud one and iTunes one. <clears throat> but then when, when I created my um, developer accounts back in the day, we had to create a new one. You know, I created one for my, my um, developer account for my day job, and then... Um, that was like the all all powerful one. Then I had to create another one just for me to use. Then we had to have like other ones for other people to use. So it's like you you just easily have this proliferation of Apple IDs. And while they've kind of made it easier to interoperate sometimes, 
over the years, it's it's still not there. <clears throat> but once you create these abilities, you can't merge them. That's the big problem. You can't consolidate them down. You you, you just can't. I mean, if 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 you're lucky, you can kind of like just choose to use one and then just delete the old one or just disable the old one. But obviously, you, you can't do that with a lot of um. <clears throat> you can't do that easily if you have purchases tied to it. So it's a big mess if you for personally, but it's a huge mess when you're a developer because now I have all these Apple IDs for developer stuff and I got to turn on two-factor, but it wants me to log into a device. Uh, how? Like once you're logged in, you can only log in uh, into an account. You can only log into iCloud one at a time on a device. And if you if you log out of iCloud on your iPhone, it deletes all that content from your phone. It's a big involved process. And then to turn it back on again is a big involved process. <clears throat> so... It's a real pain in the butt, and you don't want to do it unless you actually have to. On a Mac, you can create another account, user account, and do that. But that's also a cumbersome problem. <clears throat> so I'll link to it. There's a, a developer published an article about uh, like a workaround for this, that um, basically once you have two-factor set up, you can supposedly add the iCloud accounts as sub-accounts on your iPhone without logging in through the main iCloud interface, and then you'll be able to receive the two-factor you know codes. <clears throat> But it still doesn't solve the problem needing to, needing to you know, create accounts on a Mac and log in and do that. And what happens if you don't have a Mac? Like, that's a big problem. Obviously, uh, developers have Mac access somewhere, usually, but not everybody, you know? Um, you might only have an iOS device and still have a developer account login. There are people in my organization that are possibly in that boat because they just test the stuff. You know, or or they log into App Store Connect to do some management for the app, but they're not a developer, so they don't have a Mac. Uh, you know, necessarily. But they do have like an iPhone. I don't even know how to explain to them <clears throat> I don't even know how to explain to them what to do. Because it looks like they won't be able to log into that system in two weeks. This is like a, a, a was is coined as like a like the you know, two factor apocalypse here on Twitter. At least that's a hashtag I've been using and um, I, I got that from another developer, uh, and it's just a real cluster. And I, I don't even, I, I still don't really know what to do completely about it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that the workaround that I found will work for my accounts, but it's still going to be a time-consuming process to set up, and I still don't know what to do about anyone who uses my um, that corporate account who doesn't necessarily have a Mac. So that, you know, that's something I'm going to need to look into. And this whole thing would be, would be avoided if Apple would just, you know, provide a way of merging Apple IDs for one thing. And if they could provide a way to turn on these two factor system without logging in like to iCloud, you know, tying it to iCloud. I don't understand the iCloud thing. Like it doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with iCloud. I don't know why it does. It must maybe there's a technical reason for it, but two-factor authentication, like the the two-step verification system we had before, did not require iCloud. You know, so I don't see why the two-factor authentication had to be a completely different implementation than literally any company I've ever interacted with. I don't know why Apple couldn't use one of the other mechanisms that are more standardized for doing this. I don't understand why it has to be tied to iCloud, although I'm sure there must be good reasons. But because of these decisions that they made, uh, it's like they haven't thought through the implications for the many of us who are 
you know, in the situation with multiple Apple IDs, which I think is a large percentage. I mean, it's probably not the majority anymore of their customers or anything, but it certainly seems like a large number of the developers. Anyway, the the whole thing just strikes me as as maybe a response to the incidents we've had lately when people abusing you know aspects of the developer programs. I don't know. It just seems really really sudden to ask us to do this process two in two weeks and then not provide adequate documentation for all the edge cases that they very well know exist because people have been complaining about multiple Apple IDs for years. They know that their systems often require separate Apple IDs. They understand how corporate environments work. They're not stupid. So the, the fact that this this communication has gone out and doesn't include uh, like enough clear instructions for people that we have to figure out workarounds on our own, that the user interface for setting the stuff up is so poor that there's just a lot of confusion about it right now. Like that, that's on Apple. And I, I don't know why it went down this way, but I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get some clarification from Apple soon. Uh, I didn't see anything as a, at the time of this recording, but I'm hoping uh, I'll wait like another day or so before I start messing around with my accounts. But can't wait too long because they only gave us two weeks. Ugh, Apple IDs. I should do a whole, maybe a whole podcast on a, a ranting on Apple IDs now. That would be boring. <laughs> but I have ranted before about Apple IDs of people in like in the Philly Coca. I just like, like, why? Why can't we merge Apple IDs? Uh, anyway, Apple makes good, good phones. You know, they make really good, um, I think, software that are on their, that's on their hardware. Like I think Mac software and iOS software. But man, they just never seem to have gotten the knack of, of doing backend stuff. And it's hard. I understand. It's very hard. But, man, it's like like I didn't have enough to do. Now I got to deal with this. That's just how it is. Today was kind of a frustrating day. But uh, if you're a developer and you're dealing with this and you have any tips, then please let me know. You can find me on Twitter at Stolton. That's probably the easiest way to find me, S-T-O-L-T-O-N. If you have any tips about how to do this, I already know about that article. Uh, I'm linking it in the show notes. Um, but if you know anything else or if you have any inside information about why this went down, I'd be curious to know as well. Uh, if you're curious about uh, contacting me, other ways, all the social media connections that are on the website, just go to dailycronpodcast.com. And there's nice like buttons, there's about pages, all kinds of, of ways of communicating with me through there. Uh, it's late. I'm tired on this Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, I, I at least one good thing happened today. I did get to have some delicious pizza in the shape of a heart. So that was fun. I never had a pizza shaped as a heart before, but that was a thing that my local pizza place did today. And that was nice of them. So that was kind of cool. It was really delicious. So at least I had some delicious pizza today. And any day I have delicious pizza can't be a completely awful day. Right? So I'm going to try to like go to bed on that little bit of a high note. Uh, and I'll leave it at that for today, this Valentine's Day, Thursday, February 14th. And uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you next time. They keep the lights low.